Welcome to the Clint Johnson Podcast, and I want to talk about something. I've tried to make a podcast about this a million times. The Duke-Alabama game, everyone is picking Duke to just get picked apart and flummoxed and rolled on. But you know what? Something tells me... Now, okay, first of all, my prediction is Alabama probably wins by 30 or 40. That's probably going to happen, but David Cutcliffe is not an idiot, and those Duke kids are resilient, so what can they do to stay in the game? Like, I'm thinking to myself, is, are there ways they can tweak things? Because everybody says, oh, well, Alabama lost the national championship. They're going to come out mad. They're going to come out mad. So I think everybody is expecting, you know, Alabama to score 25 touchdowns in the first half. Okay, maybe not that much, but, but I think everybody is expecting Alabama to smear Duke. But can those Duke guys hang in there and hang tough? How do you do that? How do you do that? How do you say, we're going to be in it for the long haul? We're not going to be interception after interception, fumble after fumble. How do you man up? How do you figure out a way to shock the college football world? That's what I think a lot of people want to see. Not Alabama fans. and I I tend to like every team nowadays, as I've shared on social media. But how magical would it be to see Duke hang in there? To see Quentin Harris find Aaron Young for six or eight yard passes. Give it to the running backs for like six or seven yards. Just control the clock. Doing little things to throw Bama off. Because I don't think you're going to maybe beat them in a shootout. Because Alabama is amazing. But they're not unbeatable. David Cutcliffe has had all summer to prepare. And I've often thought to myself, do these Duke guys look at these predictions that show them getting blown out 51 to 10? If I was a Duke guy looking at that, I'd say, that chances me up even more. No one gives us a chance. No one gives us a chance. Let's go out there and get it done. What do they have to do? I know Alabama has Tua. I know Alabama probably has about 20 NFL starter prospects. And probably another 20 on the bench that aren't even playing. I know there are probably 10 deep at linebacker and 10 deep at receiver and yada, yada, yada. But what does Duke have to do to hang in there? And hang tough. What do they have to do? You know, I don't want people to just say, oh, well, Alabama's going to roll over them. And that talent gap is too much. You know, I hope those Duke guys are saying, uh-uh, not so fast, prognosticators. I hope that those Duke guys are saying, hey, we're going to find a way to hang in there. Even if one of their running backs or kick returners Takes the ball, 86-yard te- uh, touchdown run, right up the gut, just tries to pounce. We're going to find a way to stop and nullify and nick it in the bud. Now, you know, Nick Saban's a tough guy. I heard he had, like, hip surgery this summer, and they wanted him to not even walk for, like, a week or something and then learn to use a cane, and 
He was in his office like two days later and he said, heck, I don't need a cane if I can walk already. I've heard that interview. They say he's a tough guy. But you know what? All you have to be as Duke Blue Devils is tougher hearted. Does Alabama have to roll over Duke? Absolutely not. But what it's going to take is people that believe. I know that Jake Bogo's hurt. I know that Kobe Kwanzaa's hurt. I know that Daniel Jones is with the New York Giants. The odds don't look favorable. But does it have to go like the odds say it's going to go? What do you have to do to stop an Nick Saban team? It's not easy. It's probably more calculus than counting in letters and numbers. But how do you calculus it up? How do you do that? That's what I would want to know. Are there trick plays that Duke can run? Is there a way to fool Alabama and they're thinking they're running right and then somebody runs left? Are there ways to just do uh, complete like 12 straight nine-yard passes and get a touchdown? Or eight straight, you know, 10-yard passes and get move up the field, you know? I don't think Clinton Harris has to do 95-yard touchdown Hail Marys each possession. I think what he's got to do is he's got to get the ball to his skill position players, you know, short, efficient passes. I don't remember exactly what happened. Was it J.G. Daniels or Jack Sears? The beginning of the USC-Notre Dame game this last year, USC hung with Notre Dame for the first couple possessions, and they were just completing every short little pass, looking just so efficient. I think that's key. And you know what? I think it's key that those Duke guys are pumped up by all the prognosticators giving them no chance. I have seen no commentator predict that Duke's going to win. And I probably wouldn't either if I was, you know, a betting man. But I, I think there's that little, little, little chance where heart and effort and energy can, can discombobulate plans. Not likely. I mean, what's really likely is that Jerry Judy has about, you know, 35 catches for 600 yards and, and Tua throws for about eight touchdowns. That's the kind of stuff that's likely. But does it have to happen that way? Does it have to happen that way? I don't think that it does. I do not think that it does. And I would love to be... Now, obviously... I know how to beat LeBron James one-on-one heart-wise, but I have the skill to play like an infant against him. Like, I couldn't beat him athletically if I even tried. Even if LeBron had two torn ACLs, I'd probably still struggle. And two broken arms, I'd probably still struggle against that. But I have the heart to beat LeBron James one-on-one. I know exactly what kind of heart level it takes, but I have the talent of nothing. I can't... You know, I mean, I was I was a decent shooter of the basketball when I was young, but I fell and broke my elbow in, uh, uh, next to last year of college. And, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't even feel comfortable shooting baskets anymore, really. But I know about the heart that it takes to win this game. I know about the heart that it takes. You know what it takes? It takes this Duke guys. Duke's, got, Duke's guys cannot quit. You know, even if Tua throws an 86-yard touchdown pass, first play of the game with Jerry Judy, 
You know what? Duke can't sit there and suck. They have to get right back on offense and, and get it done. You know, I was going to say, now, now, my plan would be to chew clock and run the ball a lot, but if Alabama knows you're going to run every time, that's a disaster too. So what does Duke have to do? Coach David Cutcliffe is very, very intellectual. Very intellectual when it comes to football. Knows a lot about football. He's had all summer to stew about it. I mean, Nick Saban's had all summer too. But I think part of it is you can't let Alabama come out mad if you're Duke. You know, you can't let Alabama come out mad and try and run up the score. You have to have the heart that you're going to nip that in the bud and nullify it. You have to nip it in the bud and nullify it. You know, Kobe Klein's injured, can't play. Jay Bobo injured, can't play. Tons of guys injured and can't play. But that's next laying up. That gives another guy an opportunity. Now, obviously, like I said, I, you know, I, I like, I'm, I follow lots of different teams now. I don't have us because I was Notre Dame last year in football and Duke and basketball, but I'm kind of opening it up. So I will not be mad if Alabama wins, but there's a small part of me that, 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 that wants to pull through the underdog in this game. Now, now rationally thinking, yeah, Alabama's probably going to put 40 or 50 up on them and Duke might score 7 or 10 or 14, or it might be close for like a quarter. But I want to see that kind of a game where it's close the whole game. Where Duke is giving themselves a chance in the fourth quarter to get it done. I don't want to see one of those games where it's 28-0 two minutes in. Or where it's 56-0 after one quarter. I do not want to see one of those kind of games. I do not want to see it at all. So you know what? If I was one of those Duke guys, I am taking all of those predictions to heart. All of those national media people that think Alabama is just going to rock and roll and dance and waltz and thunder dunk and everything all over Duke. If I am Duke, I am taking that personally. I am taking that personally. I'm taking that like North Carolina called me an ugly idiot. I am taking that personally. I'm taking that to heart, and that pumps me up. Because you know what? Those Duke guys can play football, too. They're not imbeciles. They have athletic ability. And I think David Cutcliffe views this as a stepping stone game where Duke can upper echelon themselves. And an example I used is a few years ago. Now, Notre Dame was having an atrociously bad season back then, and Brian Van Gorder was not the best defensive coordinator. But I know a lot of my friends did not think that Duke would go into Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame, and they did. Duke went in there and got it done. So that's proof that you can go up to one of the most hallowed stadiums in the country and get it done. This is a neutral field in Atlanta, so I think Duke can still go get it done. You know? I want to see that. I want to see love and heart and brotherhood and effort from Duke. I want to see 80 or 90 Duke guys that are saying, Hey, you know what? We realize Alabama gets all the press. We realize people drool over Nick Saban. We realize people think he's the Shashevsky of college football. We realize this and that and the other thing. 
But you know what? We're not scared. We're not scared one bit. We're going up there to get it done. I feel bad for Quentin Harris because I think he's in summer school this weekend. I heard one report that he has tons of exams this week. Or a couple or a few or I don't know how many, but that's got to be rough while trying to memorize a playbook. But if anybody can do it, Duke kids can do it because they're smart. So you know what? I say go Duke and let's get it done. Go Duke and let's get it done. I won't be upset if Alabama wins, but again, like my... Like, like I, and, and I say this irrationally a lot of times. There's been a lot of times I've cheered for teams that I, had, that I thought had a chance to get a big win, like in the playoffs, and it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. So, so I need to temper my expectations in a way. But, but I also, there's that part of me that believes that Duke can get it done. There's that part of me that believes that they just need to script it and, and, and kind of juke Alabama off sides or something and just hang in there. You know, if they go in there intimidated, then they're going to get beat 50-0. to zero. But if they go in there and play like, you know, with Clint Dog kind of heart, and I'm not saying that I'm the only one that has heart. Lots of people have heart. But if they play with a Clint Dog heart and a Clint Dog spirit, then they're going to do well. And if they, you know, listen to what Coach Cut tells them to do, they're going to do well. And how can Duke nullify the mistakes that Alabama tries to cause? That's the number one thing. That's the number one thing. Okay, I hope you've listened to my entire podcast. If you're still listening, I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I don't know anything like Greeny and Golick and all those announcers do. I just subscribe to ESPN College Football on YouTube. I've enjoyed watching some of the videos. But those are my two cents. Realistically, I'm going to pick I'll say Alabama 49, Duke 10. But I would not be upset if Duke played a lot better game than that. And I think there are ways for them to do that. I think they need to limit the big plays by Alabama and I think a lot of it comes down to heart. Heart can beat talent. It can beat talent for sure. Because I've seen it happen lots of different times. I mean, look at Butler against my Dukies in 2010. Well, they didn't quite beat them, but it was, it was close. I mean, Gordon Hayward and Andrew Smith and, and Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Mack, Ronald Norad, all those guys, they had heart. And they played really well. Now, they came up just a little bit short. But I want to see a Duke-like football effort like Butler did in basketball that game. You know, and maybe, maybe they can get it done. You know, it's not easy to beat an Knicks 7 team, but they're also not invincible. They're also not invincible. And that's something that you all need to remember. Hope you've enjoyed my podcast. Uh, feel free to share it with others. And uh, thanks for listening.